Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from kristenwombeck.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. More people than ever are asking the question, how do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil, ascending into heaven, and how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? Well, if you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims, we are not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, dear family. Here we are. It is a cold December morning and I am awake. I've had more than one cup of coffee and you are in for a treat and I kept it a secret. Here with me today are some friends I met a couple of years ago back at a conference in Oregon and I would like to welcome Daniel Jedaniah and Michelle Cook. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you again. Yay. We miss you. It has been a while. Has it, it has. been three years? Has it been I think years? so. Three or four years. Four. Oh, <laughs> it's been a four while. Years. Ah. So it's just wonderful. Now, this is what I know about you, that together you're both teachers, authors, writers, ministry leaders, helping the body of Christ to learn and know their identity through him and the living letters. That's right. I welcome you and I honor you. Yay. Thank you. Now, this is the first time that you and I have, we have done a, a podcast setting together. So would you please tell my listeners about your ministry, the Living Letters School, the Living Letters Weekly weekly Bible Study? I want to hear all your good stuff. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you. Well, right now, probably the biggest thing that I'd like to, to let your listeners know about is that, that we are currently enrolling for our 2023 School of the Living Letters. I'm, we're really excited about this next year uh, because we're doing something different than we've done in previous years. Uh, this year, we're, we're the, the uh, school is, has been expanded even further than what it has been before. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've had a wonderful group of people that have been connected with us since the very beginning. And uh, we have an additional class that as you graduate from the School of the Living Letters that we continue with that uh, that where it's a, a, a continuous weekly meeting that we have with these with these folks. And we really dig deep. But in the School of the Living Letters, I'm using these folks to be mentors to assist me as we go through the School of the Living Letters this year. So not only are we going to go through some of the understandings about how you can look at the living letters, how you can use uh, some Hebrew perspectives to be able to understand a greater depth. How many depths are there really in, when you look at a, a Hebrew living letter or a Hebrew word? Uh, you know, and then and then the ways that you can look at that, some of the ways that are that you can look at them. Not only that, but we're also going to towards the end of the year, once we've completed all of the living letters, we're going to start looking at Hebrew words. 
and we're going to start digging into them to see what Father is saying to us out of those Hebrew living letters. Uh, we're also going to be having mental review days where we're going to uh, have the uh, the mentors come in and they're going to give yet another another perspective of the living letters besides what we're teaching in the class as well. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we also have a, uh, a, a Bible study once a week. Now, the Bible study once a week is uh, done live. And so we love for people to show up and, 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 uh, and take part in that live because we record the teaching part of that particular Bible study. And that recording goes onto our YouTube channel. So if you'd like, you're more than welcome to follow us on YouTube and you can find uh, the videos that are, that, that are there. And they're they're deep. They're they really go uh, very very deep in understanding. And uh, it's just here lately. It's been really really good What's with some name? of the things that Father's been. What's the name of that one? Yeah, that class is called Psalms Through the Eyes of the Living Letters, or actually the the series is going to be called Through the Eyes of the Living Letters. Right now we're currently on Psalms. Uh, mm -hmm. When we complete the Psalms, we're going to move on to Proverbs uh, and or other places. So it's it's uh, it's kind of a an ongoing study, and 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 we'll continue on. And those videos will be up on YouTube. The big thing about that is that uh, after the class is over, after the teaching part is over, I stop the recording, and then we engage with the things that we've talked about in the recording. During that time, it's very intimate. It's 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 a wonderful place of 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 really being able to ask questions, to be able to to give. I mean, many times people will give their perspective of what they heard and what they saw and what the father showed them during that time. Our heart is to is to really proclaim the the what we call the diamond of Yahweh. Yahweh gave me a a a vision slash. Uh, model, if you will, of, of ministry that we have set our ministry towards, and it's called the Diamond of Yahweh. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll find a video absolutely marked the Diamond of Yahweh that'll explain that a little bit more. And uh, so the idea is that we have this time of engaging. So those only those that are live will be able to engage with that, that live session part of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's another one of the things that we do. And uh, we also have... Well, yeah, the Facebook with the daily Hebrew declarations, mm -hmm. you know, Michelle, Michelle writes the daily Hebrew declarations. Yep. Thank you. Uh, also, I'm one of the co-authors of the book Friends of Eber. Now, the Friends of Eber is, is a great reference book. If you want to know more about the living letters, it actually began through Apostle Aaron Smith, who uh, took three of us. There were three of us who who had the father had been revealing the living living letters to and over a six-month period we we taught the the church about the living letters and through a series of events the book was born and so what it does is it takes five different perspectives of of the five different teachers that were that were authors of the book and it shows the different letters giving those different perspectives so once again it begins to just show a greater depth of understanding towards the hebrew living letters we also have a book that's called the Hebrew Living Letters Journal. Uh, this is a great accompaniment tool or accompaniment book to the School of the Living Letters because it's a place where it goes into a little bit more depth and I write some additional things that are not in Friends of Bieber, but it also gives you a place where you can write down and keep the notes of what Father is showing you about mm -hmm. those letters. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. One of the key parts of our ministry and one of the key things that we talk about all the time is this. The mystery, many people ask us, well, what is the mystery of God? What is the secrets? What are the riddles? What is, how does all that work? And I answer them with this. The mystery of God is the mystery that he shows you. You That's have a, a treasure. Word. That's a good word right there. You have a treasure that only you can see. And in that place, then, then, then when you see that treasure, when you begin to recognize it, then there's a place where every joint can supply. Paul talked about that because mm -hmm. you're going to have a wisdom that I can never see because of the perspective that you have. And so as we share those perspectives, we begin to see the full, the, the, the manifold wisdom of God, if you will, that Paul talks about in, uh, in Galatians, I think, or Ephesians, no, in Ephesians, in Ephesians. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, we, we do have that book as well. I'm currently in the midst of actually writing a third book and, uh, it's in, it's still, so keep praying with us, but it's called mystic science. And uh, mystic science is going to be where we take uh, scientific discoveries and mm -hmm. science and we apply them towards the scripture and see how the two prove one another. And for me, it was just, uh, I know when when the Lord first took me through and he, he had me spend time with Einstein's theory of relativity. And when I, and as I did, I got saved all over again, just, just studying. Now, see, I'm not a mathematician. I don't understand the, the way that the, the equations are done, but I could uh -huh. understand the concept of what he was talking about. And I got saved all over again. I really did. There was such beauty and an expression that you could find in scripture that, that just added to that. So I'm looking forward to that. That hopefully will be out within the next year. Oh, uh, when I met, it just makes me smile. When I met Einstein in the cloud of witnesses, I walked into this, this room and it felt like I was sitting in Cambridge or something like mm -hmm. that. And I walked in the room. I was the only student. And I looked up at the teacher at the black party going, geez, that looks a whole lot like Einstein. And mm -hmm. he didn't say anything to me. And he wrote ABC equals one, two, three, put down his chalk and walked out of the room. Still unpacking that today. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Oh, I that's bet. fun. That's fun. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, yes, I will connect all those links of all those wonderful treasures that Daniel and Michelle have shared with us, and they will be in the description. Now, I haven't had much time with you guys just since the conference a couple times. Michelle and I have connected on Zoom and talked. So I need to know a little bit more about you. So would you tell me, how did you guys meet way back when? I'll let her tell that story. <laughs> well, yeah, because you've been married the, uh, in 85, the same as Dawn and I. Yeah. 37. 37 yeah. years. Is it really 37? I keep getting stuck at 35 forever. Oh, <laughs> 37. Um, let's put it like this. When I was 16, I... Um, I I'll try to make this fast, but when I was 16, I, yeah, I was all way back. Well, I, I, I was always praying for the husband that I knew Yahweh would bring me. So, and at the time I didn't know him as Yahweh. So it was Jesus and God. But um, anyway, I um, 
I kept on in certain, and I was going to a church, um, New Covenant Church in Valdosta, and um, I would look at different guys, you know, that I knew were single, and I would even trace my name with their name, and I'm thinking, no, and the Lord said, you know, and it wouldn't, nothing would happen, you know, so, uh -huh. and I was, um, but anyway, um, I was part, I became a singer in a drama, in, in some drama in a group from the church, and he was um, the um, sound, man. sound man. And um, I knew him as Danny. That's all I knew him as, you know. And so um, in that particular group, I wasn't, I didn't know anything but his name. So anyway, there we they disbanded that group because the leaders um, wanted to start having children. So we, another group was later formed, um, I, not very long after that one, um, but was for older, you know, teens. And I was 17. So I was kind of the youngest one in the group, but most of them were young teenagers and young adults that were single. And um, he, again, became the sound man for that. And so I still knew him as Danny, but I kind of, you know, kind of started liking him. But, I, you know, I just, he was real friendly. So we did a lot of things, but we did things as a group. Anyway, um, uh, we became doing a round, a table in the round. Uh-huh. A drama in the and we were all the only ones there about our age limit. You know what I'm saying? There were uh -huh. either older people that were married uh, or young children that were, you know, much younger than us. So um we just started talking and became really good friends. And um uh one day Yahweh uh, after the drama, like at kind of close to the end of the drama before we were fixing justice and put it on. I was given a vision on my way home and I had 25 miles to drive on my way home from the church every night. So um, I remember leaving the church and then re returning at my home and not remembering anything in between except for the vision. <laughs> and so Yahweh showed me marrying him. And um, and I think that was because it was a cry in my heart because it still was a cry in my heart, mm -hmm. even though I was just becoming friends with him. Um, And anyway, um, through a lot of, things i'll skip past a lot of things but anyway good stop <laughs> let's let's put it let's put it this way he offered he off he um asked me one time to marry him and he couldn't give me the ring he said i can't go through with it it so wasn't the right time it wasn't the right time but i didn't know that so i was upset with him anyway he um had taken me home and from then for three weeks or so we didn't even talk and we used to talk on the phone every night uh -huh. you know, we were just that good friends and <laughs> anyway we just didn't talk for three weeks and finally he called and said look I just want to be friends and um because I really miss our friendship and I was up for it too because I really missed our friendship as well and um that to me was more important than you know whether I was going to marry him or not marry him but anyway Yahweh dealt with his heart a little later on and mine too and he was in Canada actually when he was the Lord was dealing with his heart. So when he came home, he was like, um, we have some, he asked me to marry him then. And that was, that was, that was how we got it anyway, oh. got together. So uh. it was through church, but we, we always stayed. Um, we never really dated like, you know, uh, one time I think you took me out from uh, my birthday and it was like this place or, you know, really posh place where you, yeah. have to make reservations and I think that was about the only time we ever went out by ourselves otherwise we just went out with a group of our friends uh, you know from church what, and just kept it yeah not where we would get into any 
issues. Yeah, we wanted to protect our hearts and protect each other, and 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 do things where 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 our relationship not only privately but also publicly was mm -hmm. above reproach. And so we we did some things to make sure that was the case. But once I asked her to marry me, we were married a month later. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Well, that was the time uh, the, the father gave him a date, but he gave him in my heart a day. I always wanted to get married on Sunday uh -huh. because I just, I felt like it was just honoring Yahweh to uh -huh. me. That was the way I felt. And when he told me what date the, the Lord had given him, we looked up quick on the calendar and it was, it was a Sunday. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. So everything worked out really well. Like that. I love it. Father God is a romantic as well. Yes. Thank you for catching me up. That's so <laughs> awesome. Now, while I have you talking there, Michelle, now I receive your daily living letter words every day from you. Mm -hmm. And so I have a couple of things. I would like to connect my listeners. How would they find your daily living letters that you create this wonderful graphic every day? And mm -hmm. I want to make sure that they can connect to that. But my question mm -hmm. for you is, how do you hear from the father? And then how do you communicate that to us? What does that look like? Wow. Um, I know I am on Facebook. I, I don't go on Facebook, but I, he has put those things on Facebook um, under daily Hebrew declarations. Make that a little more clear, if you don't mind. Sorry. She is not on Facebook. I am on Facebook and the Facebook That's group is on Facebook. Uh, but so if you try to search for, for Michelle Cook. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's nothing mm -hmm. there. Uh, but it's the Daily Hebrew Declarations uh, group. And I will give you a link so that you can share that with your listeners as well. Oh, wonderful. Go ahead. And I was going to tell you, if you want a personal one like you get a uh -huh. personal one from me, if they want to leave in the, um, if they want to con connect with Danny and Facebook and say, They'd rather have a text message one uh -huh. and I, I can put them on my text message list, but we'll just contact each other and I'll get their number. And that's wonderful. Wonderful. You knew exactly what my listeners was gonna, were going to ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now but, back um, to my question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My main question, your main question. Um, I sit down a lot of times in the evening. Um, that's my quiet time with him. I know a lot of people say, give your first and your best. And, um, I feel like sometimes that is the first and best Hebrew in the Hebrew um, sector. 6 p.m. starts the day. So uh -huh. to me, I'm right in the beginning of the day um, to, um, to start, you know, just communicating with him. Um, I, when I first set these things up, Yahweh gave me like some um, codes to go by. I don't want to call them codes. It's not really codes. Like, um, where to use the seven spirits, where to use the, um, you know, the strategy, the strategy, that's what it is. Uh -huh. That's a good word. <laughs> the strategies for um, creating that. I do start with the date. Um, so I have um, like today is 12, 10, 22. I start with that. And then I use the Hebrew letters that correlate with those numbers. Um, and I do not use the gematria of the Hebrew letters. I use the actual position in the, the um, Hebrew letters that they are like Aleph is the first one and uh -huh. top is, is the 22nd one and we I also use one called Ga um, which is the 23rd letter so I, you'll see me talk about that as well there's also another one Shin Godol that I use that's not in the normal book um, but I will you know usually write something up that Yahweh shows me about that 
as well. And um, but I also do the Yod calendar. Um, it's something that Apostle Aaron, our apostle, was given to us to from the Father about a Yod calendar that had to do with his Yahweh's timing and not man's timing. And mm -hmm. uh, so if you'll notice at the very top of those, I have the Yod calendar date. Um, mm -hmm. It started on um, October the 25th. No, September 25th. September 20th, yeah, yeah. 2009. 2009 is when this calendar took place So, uh, or started. And so that's how it kind of rolls um, with that. And um, I would have to sit down and actually show you. <laughs> yeah, that, that would take a little bit more if time. you want to know more about the yod calendar look yeah. up apostle aaron smith and uh depths of zion is where he's he's connected his he's got a website called depths of zion d-e-p-t-h yeah he um he'll explain it as well um okay. but i explain how i use it but uh-huh you know, he just he just gives me the letters the hebrew letters and I, I um, study, I use my Eber, my friends of Eber book a lot. Uh -huh. um, a lot of times I'll read what it says and then I'll, you know, just speak with the father. Is that something you want me to say? Is that something you want me to declare? Sometimes it's just a small group in a words like um, all spark of creation, you know, just something like that. And, um, and sometimes it's a longer listing and sometimes Yahweh has me um, actually creating my own from what I've read. So um, it's it's a mixture of all, but I just, I feel like that's what it, that is what that declaration is for that day. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when we are ministering, I do more than one day, but it is still a pertinent word for that day. Cause I've, I've known, I've written like say four or five and I'll come to the fifth day sending it out and I reread it myself just to make sure I, I you know, there's not any kind of uh, mistakes or anything like that. And um, sometimes I'm like, whoa, I got this five <laughs> days ago, but this is so pertinent for today, <laughs> now, you know, and, um, but, but that's how, that's how um, I tend to do the daily declarations. Thank Anything you. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Okay. So since this is the first time that I've had you on as guests, what is one piece of, of advice you could give to someone who's just starting out in this area of discovery. Wow. Wow. <laughs> love the Lord your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Mm -hmm. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I can I can think of nothing greater than than just that. Um I remember when the Lord first began to reveal the living letters to me, my intention was, Father, I wanted to find more about you. And I was, I did it the way I'd always done it. And that, that was looking in scripture and right in the middle of looking at this one particular scripture. And funny enough, it was about uh, Esther and particularly the part where the king takes his and, and, and puts forth his, his, uh, scepter scepter mm -hmm. towards uh towards esther to allow her to come and i heard the lord ask me that question he said what would that look like what would that hebrew word look like the word for scepter if you looked at it from the perspective of the letters and i knew that the letters were were, were pictures but there's so much more than that at the time i didn't recognize them as as living beings 
I just, I, I looked at them as pictures and as concepts. Mm-hmm. And uh, the father took me in and began to show me a whole nother level and a whole nother layer of that. And the more that I began to to search, the more that I discovered and the more that the Lord kept turning back to me and saying, you know, you're learning of me, but Daniel, I want to let you know that what you're reading is also talking about you. I made you in my likeness and in my image. This mm-hmm. is talking about you too. This is who you are. So the more that I tried to find him, the more I found out about who I am. And that changed my life more than anything else. So if there would have to be one piece of advice is 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 love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And from that place, you will find him. Mm-hmm. And, and better, more than that, you will also begin to find yourself because you'll begin to to see something about yourself that you had never you had never imagined was possible before but now is so mm-hmm. <laughs> good answer yeah. ooh i like that okay so now i'm going to travel on the other end of the spectrum we've begun you've given us some treasures and some gold in the beginning now what i would like to ask you is what has been the biggest challenge you both have faced and how did you tackle it? Wow. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for me. I'm not the that, that, That's a hard question. I'll let her answer it. <laughs> no. No, I want you to go first. That was a joke. But... Um, wow. Um, some of the what I was thinking is one of the hardest things I'm having to deal with is now. I mean, it's not uh, just looking back over some other things and there've been some difficult things this way and that way. And I've always walked in and trusted in, and I still do. Mm-hmm. That has not left me, you know, that kind of stuff has not left me. Although I have questioned <laughs> in the last several weeks, certain things, the things with my eye, the things with the fact that I have to, um, use a CPAP now those uh-huh. things are those things bother me uh, you know because I feel as if I'm a child who should walk as whole and healed and I um I want that's the way I see myself as whole and healed and so to in this life and on this natural earth having to use things to um, cause those things to come about in other words surgery or in other words a CPAP machine for aid, um, those things had bothered me, really bothered me. And um, so I've been walking through this with the father. I'm not completely out on the other side, but I can tell you I'm about three quarters to 80% um, on that side. And I I do realize more than anything, um, it's all about who he is. Mm-hmm. and who he is in me and how he created me and it doesn't matter what happens to me physically you know what happens to me on this earth physically that changes nothing in my spirit I love him more than anything and I know he has all good because he is a good God has all good for me and for anyone having to go through you know hard things and I know to some people that doesn't seem like hard because believe me I do realize there are other hard things you know divorce is hard 
And I'm so thankful that it's not something I have to walk through. Uh, but I do, um, I do have compassion on those who have to do, you know, are walking through that area. Um, and other people that are sick with different things that are like more than that. Like a lot of people think cancer is a lot, one of the biggest, you know, illnesses. And I'm thank so thankful to Yahweh. That's not something I'm walking through, uh, you know, right now, but I do have compassion and the love of the father and, you know, my, the goodness that he is in me wanting to share and, and um, that with others that may be going through hard things. So that was a nugget of gold. Thank you. I know for me, my biggest challenge has been me. <laughs> it's been me <laughs> because, you know, I, you know, there's, there's so often there's, there's so many times that even in ministry, there's so many times that I wake up in the morning and, and uh, I don't always feel like, yeah, it's time, Yay! you know, yeah. and some days I do, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Some days I wake up and I'm like, thank you, father, let's go. Let's, uh -huh. you know, there's an excitement inside of my spirit. And some mornings, some mornings I wake up and go, can I go back to sleep? <laughs> yeah. And, and so the, the biggest challenge has been me and, and, you know, cause there's, there's that part of my memory that remembers the things before and, and remembers all the, the, the shortcomings and remembers all the difficulties <laughs> and remembers all the junk and remembers all of that and think, well, who am I in the midst of all of this to even think that I could, I could even be where I am right now, or just even be awake today. You know, some days uh -huh. it's just that I'm, that I'm here to even be awake today. And, and, uh, so the biggest challenge has been me and 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 overcoming that place of of that part of me that that the father has the father still not dealt with now i've i have a teaching where i talk about veils and mm -hmm. i i asked the i asked the father this question father if the veil has been rent in two when yeshua died on the cross then what veils remain because it seems to me like the veil that separated the separation of of understanding and so on is no longer there because Yeshua tore that veil in two. So what veils remain? And the Great Lord told question. me something that really surprised me. He said, "Well, the only veils remain are the are the veils that you placed up." Ooh. the veils of of religion that said that God can't do this or be this because he doesn't normally he doesn't walk through this path others have told you that God looks like this and he acts like this and he does like this and and you put a veil over that thinking that 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 okay that that's not the way God so I'm not going to look for God in that area I've mm -hmm. put a curtain up I put a block I put a wall up that says I'm not going to look in that area but if we stop to think about it before long, we've got God boxed into only seeing him from the perspective that that uh, that we think that we can see him from. Mm -hmm. And father started dealing with me about those veils. And he said, I said, and I asked him, I said, you know, well, you know, what about the tearing of these veils? How do these veils, if they're, they're veils that I put up, father, help me to tear down these veils. And he, what he said shocked me. <laughs> Because he said, I'm not responsible for tearing down those veils. You are. You're responsible for those. Uh -huh. And I realized that at that point, there were things that I needed to address, things that I needed to look at, parts of me that were in pain, parts of me that 
I would have seen as negative before, I had to look at and address and rip that veil open. And the moment I did, of course, the, the pure light of the Father would, would penetrate into that darkness that had been created in that spot where I had covered this veil in my heart. And, and it hurt. It was painful. You know, because pure, his pure light hit that 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 tender, sore spot that that I had covered up, and and as it did, it began to fill, build a framework. It began to build, and and became the image of my father. So the first initial pain was 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 hard. It was it was hurt. It was hurting. Mm -hmm. But then I began to recognize that the father had changed it. It, it was it was no longer uh, looking the way that it did festering and ugly and and difficult it was it was now in the image of my father and even today even even as days go by there are places that i didn't know that i had i get angry about something that that normally wouldn't make me angry and i have to address okay what what is this is this a place where i need to to rip open the veil and allow the light of the father to to penetrate and allow that to to change me from ever so that every part of my being every ounce of my heart just like the woman who who lost the coin and uh -huh. when she went to try to sweep all the corners out to find that one coin you know it's kind of like the same thing in my heart i'm sweeping out the corners and finding where there's veils so that i can find the treasure that's hidden behind that right, because right. every time i open up a veil and sometimes those veils are the ones that i placed up there because i didn't want god to see them either Sometimes there were veils that I, I was like, oh no, 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 don't don't touch that. Oh, that yeah. is really painful. Because <laughs> those are those are things that I did. Yeah, and I know yeah. I did. And I, I don't uh -huh. want you to know about those. You know, I know Jesus forgave me for them. Mm -hmm. And and he and his blood covered them. But I've still got this hidden because I don't want you to see that. Mm -hmm. But the Father wants me to rip open that veil and address that, recognize it, and say, you know, okay, Father. Thank you for coming in and thank you for the blood of Yeshua that has completely covered all of my sins. But more than that, the Father, thank you for opening that up and allowing your pure light of your love to shine in that area that I've held up and, and didn't want anybody to see so that so that it, it changed me into your likeness and image. That's not even something I have to deal with anymore because mm -hmm. it's it's now been opened up to the to the light of the Father. So said i said a lot to say that but that that has been my biggest challenge really has been me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm going to piggyback on that i recently watched a couple of interviews with you mm -hmm. and you described what it feels like to stand face to face or you shared face in face and i went yes face in face so with what you just described about removing those veils how did you learn to access that place? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, let me let me start by saying this. For many years, I would always say face to face, but it was only recently that I began to say face in face. And where I got that from was actually Dr. Yana Sanders. Mm -hmm. I want to give her the honor for that. Uh, I had asked her to come into our School of the Living Letters 2022 and do the graduation and be the the, the keynote speaker for the graduation mm -hmm. on Zoom. And during that time, she spoke about it's not the face to face, it's the face in face. And it reminded me of a of a uh, an encounter that I had with the father. And I remember 
being in the secret place. And the secret place to me is as is was that place where I used to call the face to face. Now, I know some of your read some of your listeners may may say, well, the scripture says that I no one can see the face of God and live. Well, I'm already dead, first off. All right. So, <laughs> I, you know, that old man is dead. But the 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 key part of this is, is when I'm when I'm in there in the secret place with the father, I I don't see actual features of his face. Mm -hmm. I, I know his presence. I see a form, but I don't really see a, necessarily specific features. Not every time. Sometimes he show me a side of himself that reveals something deep to me and opens up an understanding, but I know that's not all of his face. And uh, I love this when you, when you talk about the Hebrew word panim, which in Hebrew is actually been translated many times as presence. So when you go back and look, there's no real Hebrew word for presence. The, the reason for that is because the Hebrew word panim was translated into that place of presence. And so I remember that day when, when I was in the secret place, the, the Lord and I were walking side by side and, and uh, he, he sped up just a little bit and he walked several paces ahead of me. And, and as he did, he stopped and I stopped with him just, just a pace or two behind him. And he turned around to me and he looked and he reached his hand out and he says, I want you to step inside of me and I want you to see through my eyes. Well, let me just be honest with you here, because when when that happened, I was a little offended because I thought, wait a minute, Father, haven't I been seeing through your eyes before this? I thought I'd been seeing through your eyes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and so there's a part of me that went, oh, wait a minute, I, that kind of hurts. You know, that kind of hurts, Father. I thought I had been, but I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I learned several times before just to keep my mouth shut. I know he heard my thoughts, but, and, but, you know, in that, cause in that place, we never really, uh, you know, we never really opened our mouths. It was, it's all of our communication had always been hard to heart. So I knew I hear, he heard my, my question, but immediately my spirit man said, no, the father has something more to show you. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's something deeper here. And I recognize that I said, okay, Father, I realize that there's something deeper here. So, yes, my, my my response to him was, yes, Lord, I want to step inside of you and see through your eyes. Oh, man. I remember when he took me in, the first thing he took me to, the first place that I saw was his heart. And in the place of his heart, I could see the, the, the wall, the septum that separated right from the left side of the heart. And I could also see the, the septum that... Uh, separated the upper and the lower part of his heart. And, and he took me to a place where he stood me right in the very center of the cross of those two. So in the very center of his heart. And from that place, I began to feel the, the electricity, the, the power of Holy Ghost beginning to shower over me and then come up underneath my feet and begin to, to penetrate through every part of his heart. And I could see it. I could the, the tingle on my on my on my in my spirit man and in my flesh was just was strong because I could I could sense this presence. And then then I could hear and feel his heart actually beating and the blood of Yeshua. Yes, the blood of Yeshua pouring over me from all four sides, from the right, the left, the top and the bottom. 
and they were washing over every part of me. Mm. And I began to realize that 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 at first our heartbeats were were different. I could hear multiple heartbeats in this place because I was hearing both his heartbeat and my heartbeat. But as I began to rest in the place, I began to notice that the heartbeats became one. And they became one because my heartbeat was in sync with his heartbeat. And once I recognized that, I looked down at my feet and I noticed that I couldn't see my feet. Uh, all I could see was my ankles. Hmm. And I, I was kind of like, okay, now that's a little odd. And I remembered something that I had thought about when I was a kid, 20, hmm. 30, 40 years ago when I was a kid. And they always used to tell the story about not building your house on the sand, but building your house upon the rock. Well, in my mind, as a, as a child, we lived near the water and lived near the ocean. So in my, my simple mind, I saw this big rock at the ocean and me standing on the top of the rock and building a house on top of the rock. But I thought, well, if there's not any kind of foundation, a big enough wave comes around and it's going to knock that, that house right back off the top of the rock. And, and the Lord reminded me of that story because when I look back down at my feet again, I recognized what he was showing me. My feet weren't on the rock. My feet were in the rock. They were in his heart. They were anchored in him that even if the wave did come and try to knock me over or try to wash me away, I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, I might have had to deal with the wave and being mm -hmm. knocked back and forth in the midst of the wave, but I was going to remain still in that foundation of him. And once I recognized that, that's when I began to, to realize I was standing up from the place of his heart. And uh, I was looking out through his eyes, kind of like the old uh, movie robots, you know, where sometimes there'd be a, a robot that looked like a real person, but mm -hmm. there were people behind it and they were controlling the robot kind of thing. But oh, everybody uh -huh. else saw them as a real person. That's kind of the way it felt. And uh, I was standing behind and looking through his eyes. The first thing that hit me was a supernatural, because I had felt this before, but not like this. I began to see a love for people that I had never really known before. And what I mean by that is that I, I, I instantly kind of went to a situation in my life right about that time where there was some difficulty and somebody that I was having difficulty with. And, and I, 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 the first thing I saw was this person standing on the other side of the eyes of the father. And, and I saw the love that the father had for them. And it overwhelmed my spirit, man. And I recognized the place. Well, why in the world am I looking at people and being angry with people and, and, and having these kind of difficulties when, when I, when I saw the love that the father had and he, and he was, and he was giving me access to that supernatural place of love. And I looked at the person and I could, I could see the love. I could see the light of the father in them. And I could also see the challenge, some of the challenges and some of the difficulties. Now it wasn't specifics. It was nothing that I was, he, the father wasn't revealing to me his sins or anything, nothing like that. Uh -huh. But I could see the challenges that the person was having in understanding the depth of the love that the father had for them. And it, it, and it messed with me. So it really began to change this, the whole way that I, I, I saw things when, when I saw his, uh, his love through his eyes. So for me, 
if you want, you asked the question about the face in, in face. face. Yes. Do you see where I yes. now I could see my face was in his face. Mm -hmm. And uh, the truth is, is that, that there's a, there's a lady at our church, uh, Scarlett Malone, who, who, who had this song that we used to sing all the time. And part of the song said this, uh, I become what I behold. My life is your glory. Mm -hmm. And, and I began to think about that in the aspect of what father had shown me about that. And I rec I recognized the fact that, that my whole heart with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength, father, I want to look into your face because I, as I do, I'm becoming what I behold in you mm -hmm. so much so that as, as we turn, as we turn our faces to others, and people look towards us, they can't tell which one's God and which one's Daniel, because <laughs> we both look exactly alike. I, I I I look just like my, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. If you've seen the father, you've seen me. Now that's, that, that might, that might challenge some people because you're like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, no. Yeah. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. You've seen an aspect of, of, of the father. Mm -hmm. That is true for every single one of us, Kristen. I agree. Every single one. Each one of us are a facet of the face of Yahweh. If you want to see the, the real face of Yahweh, look in the faces of multitudes of people and you will see his face there. Mm -hmm. Hence the face in face. Beautifully shared. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I my I'm going to have a couple of questions here but the questions are leading to an activation. Okay. Okay. So um, I was watching your um, YouTube video on the Psalms 119, and I was captivated how you were talking about Rash, right? Mm -hmm. And you were talking about Rash, how the father has helped you tear back a new place inside your heart. So I was meditating on that and understanding. I went, okay, God, I want to jump in deeper here. Okay. So a very personal question. If I put my personal stuff here on the table, then I think it's going to open a door. And that's what I want. So as a teacher, I mean, you are a profound teacher and I honor that both of you are you have the ability to pull back that curtain for others to learn and to see and to experience the farther. So my personal place in that is learning academically has always been a struggle for me personally. And transparently, I can be so easily intimidated or overwhelmed by a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you for help in this activation. How would you help me reframe my experience and my thinking to learn how to pull the strengths from the teacher that God has created you to be? How would you do that to help me or help my listeners? That is a great, great question. And, uh, it's something that that actually we when 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 Father first started our ministry, it was something that I thought about. The Hebrew word zimzum 
is a description of it's a hebrew description of creation but it's more than that it's far more than that one of the concepts behind what zim zoom speaks in a metaphoric sense is this if a teacher wants to teach his students about something that they have absolutely no idea about how does that teacher describe to them something that they've never seen, never touched, never knew, or never understood. And that goes in line with your with their question. And, and uh, the idea behind this is that in order for the, the instructor, for the professor or the teacher to be able to, to, uh, to, to bring about something in the life of the student, the first thing that the, the teacher has to do is to transcend himself. He has to come out of himself and mm -hmm. not look only through his perspective. He has to come out of himself and step into the heart, step into and step behind the eyes of the student itself, themselves. And then from that place, look into their world and find something in their world which applies to the concept that the teacher is trying to teach. I remember when, my, when our daughter was, was young, and this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Our daughter was young, and I remember one day sitting down at the table and uh, took a crayon, some crayons and a coloring book and sat it before her. And I just wanted to spend some time with her. So I, would, I put her up on my lap and I just wanted to sit there and watch her, her color. But while we were, uh, while we were doing that, I, I, you know, I, I asked Lauren, I said, I said, hey, did you know that you could take that crayon and not just color the picture, but you could actually write your name with that crayon? She goes, no, daddy, can you teach me? And I said, sure. So I, 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 she grabbed it. She had a, she had a crayon that she, she wanted. And I put my hand over top of hers and I began to take, and I formed out her name, letting her write it, but my hand guiding her through the writing of her name. And uh, so we, we finished that. And she says, daddy, I want to do it on my own. So I said, please do go. And, and of course she tried. <laughs> I, I knew it was Lauren because I was there, but you know, no one else would know that it was Lauren, but it was the most beautiful thing because suddenly she saw something that she didn't realize she could do before that now she could do. And that that crayon had the ability to do something more than it could do before. Yeah. And, and of course, as she grew older, she began to realize that crayons turned to pencils, pencils turned to pens, pens began to write. And uh, she's actually a, a terrific writer. I've been, we've encouraged her in the past to, to do that more. She's not written a book or anything, but she's she's got a, a, a beautiful uh, place of, of description of, of being able to write something. And so the father began to reveal to her even more. Uh, one thing she did discover later on was that, uh, and this was in her 30s. She discovered she had an artistic ability and uh, and she just actually the beginning of COVID was what happened. And 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 in that place, she she couldn't go out. So she started drawing on her iPad and suddenly she realized she had a, 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 a talent that she didn't know she had. So in each case, a simple crayon began to grow from a place of just being able to write her name to now where she's where she's she's drawing these beautiful descriptions of of very sometimes difficult things that's some her art is 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 unusual but it's it's very pointed 
And, and I love when I ask her about them, I love the depth that she comes back to me with because I'm like, whoa, now that's good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, and it, and it touches things that sometimes people don't want to touch anyway. So uh, that's an example of, of just taking something that, that from in her world, she knew, which was coloring and her crayons, and then began to teach her how a pen or pencil could do something far more than that. And so when it comes to the listeners that, that here and, and, being able to see this place see one of the things that i want to do or that that the father i know has laid on my heart is not necessarily to pull back the curtain hmm. because there's a there's an old statement that many people have heard before a good teacher doesn't tell you where to go or doesn't doesn't tell you what to find he just points you in a direction mm -hmm. and and that's my heart my heart is to help the the father to help me to 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 describe to to in, in my in many cases you know give examples because of my own personal life and and my relationship with the father that that I've been going I'm I'm very real and very raw many times with regards to that and and saying you know hey this is where I'm at this is what I'm dealing with and this is where the father has taken me but it's to take someone and allow them to see that that veil is there mm -hmm. but it's I can't pull it back for them they have to be the ones to recognize that veil and then pull that veil back themselves. You see, Resh is a letter that speaks about not only head, top, first, or the beginning of something, or something of great importance. It also means uh, to be set apart, to be holy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's, 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 he's pulling, he's helping us to pull back those veils to allow that part that we've set aside to be set apart for him and to be made holy. Those places that, that have been painful or hurting or, or have been difficult or, or whatever. And, and he wants to, to heal them and set them apart so that we are, we are loving him with all of our, our heart, all mm -hmm. of our heart, all of our mind, our, all of our soul and all of our strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 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 Would you lead us I would call it an activation or a prayer. Both of both of you just um, kind of wrap that and make it living and tangible for us to to walk into it today. Yeah, be glad to be glad to. I want you guys, if you're not already doing this, go ahead and close your eyes together with us. And and I want you just to imagine, imagine this place inside of you and and the Lord will will show this to you in this place where you've you're asking him and with the heart of asking him, Father, reveal those places inside of me that have been hidden. Re uh, help me see where where I have placed to veil up. Well, let it be a veil of religion, let it be a veil of fear, let it be a veil of pain, let it be a veil of hurt, let it, whatever that veil may be. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal to each and every one and point them to the place where they there's, there's a place inside of their hearts where they have veiled this off. And in that place, I want you to begin to look at that curtain and recognize that there is a treasure hidden behind that curtain. 
You see, every time there's a place where we've hidden something, what's behind there is a treasure that we didn't know was buried there. As a matter of fact, with the difficulty, with the pain, with the situation, the father always had a treasure that was hidden in the midst of that place. So I want you to recognize that there's a curtain there. But instead of seeing just the curtain, I want you to see that there's the treasure hidden behind that as well. I remember the day that the Lord showed this to me. And when I recognized, I remembered looking back at some of the most darkest times in my life and 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 the difficulties and, and how long it took many times, sometimes years of walking out of situations and walking out of difficulties. But at the end of, of all of that, that place where I became mature and I recognized and realized I don't want to ever go back that pathway ever again, that there was a treasure hidden there. And that treasure was a treasure of his word as I began to manifest it in a place of maturity inside of me where I grabbed a hold of his word and I made it a part of who I am. And I said, Father, I, I agree with this word. I agree with the testimony that, that you have made. And I see now that this difficulty was there to, to many times to reveal a treasure that had already that had already been hidden there. And Father, I for, for ask, I ask forgiveness for taking so long sometimes to 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 actually find that. And so if there's if there's situations like that that you're seeing, and and you recognize that there's been places where you've been walking out something for years and years and years, it's okay. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes there's a place where. If, if the Lord was to, if, if we were to find that place and the Lord was to help us and we were to rip open the curtain, then it would be too painful, almost too painful for us to bear. But over time, he begins to allow us to grow and mature, to get to the place of understanding the depth of his love for us and to recognize how much we love him. And in that place, through that depth of his love, he then takes us back to that curtain yet again and opens it back up. So even if it's been a long time or if it's been a short period of time, recognize that there's a treasure. Because I don't know about you, but for me, the moment that I realize, even though this may be difficult, even though I realize that once I pull back that curtain, there's going to be pain, it's going to hurt. But when I recognize that there's a treasure hidden right behind that, then am I willing? Am I willing to be to endure that pain to find that treasure on the other side? Absolutely, yes. Just ask any mother. For those of you who are ladies, those of you that have had children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As a man, I don't have the foggiest idea. I don't know the the depth of the understanding of this. But when you have children, the pain that's the 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 thing the the, the child that's been hidden away is in the process of becoming manifest and being revealed, and their treasure. And there's a pain through the process of the revealing of that treasure. But oh, the joy, once that treasure is, is in your arms and you can look in the face of that child and, and be able to see the place of not only your face, not only your, your husband's face or your wife's face, but you see the face of the father above all in the face of that child and the treasure that is there. 
Now, a child is, is, is just one expression. This treasure doesn't have to be necessarily in just a child. This treasure can be a word and the revealing of that word and that word where I see my face and the Father's face in that word and I become that face, that face in the face. That treasure is beyond compare. I don't know about you, but it excites me when I recognize the fact that the Father does have a treasure. I'm willing to endure that pain to find that treasure. I'm willing to go and sell all that I have so I can buy that field. And, and, and have that pearl of great price that was hidden in the midst of that field from the very beginning. So in this place, as you're, as you're looking at this, as the Father shows you this, I want you to reach out your hand and I want you to grab a hold of the curtain and I want you to begin to pull the curtain back. And as you do, you're actually forming the living letter Resh because the curtain as it falls from the, from the center over to the right or the left, or however you're opening up your window, will form the living letter Resh. And when you look inside, it's going to be a dark place because there's there's going to be light that's just now entering into that place because the curtain has now been opened, but you're only going to be able to be seen, but just so far inside of that curtain. But as you do, as you open it up, I want you to step inside of that curtain. Because as you step inside of the curtain, the light of the Father is already in you. You bring that light. The Father brings his light through you. He reveals his light through you into that personal situation, through you into that dark area, through you into that place where he wants to reveal to you that treasure. It's his light, but it is coming through you. And as you walk into that, the darkness has no choice but to flee because now the light of the Father has shown up. Why? Because you chose to step into a place that had been painful and hurting and, and been difficult. And as you look around, look for the sparkles. <laughs> look for the treasure because in that place you will begin to see the treasure. I remember when the when the Lord showed me this, he took me he took me into the secret place. The first time he took me into the secret place it was dark. And I remember I remember coming to a place of looking over to the right and I saw a sparkle. And I walked over to it and picked up and found this beautiful sapphire stone. <laughs> so inside of this place is treasure and the Lord will reveal to that tre that treasure to you. I love that because later on I discovered that sapphire it was is actually formed from the Hebrew word safer, and safer means book. And so it's the preponderance of the word of the Lord inside of it. In other words, that book begins to realize that word of the Lord helps me to realize who I really am. And in opening this up, I'm allowing the Father to penetrate the, the light of the Father to be able to penetrate a place in my heart that I've covered up or held up. Mm -hmm. But now I become more like him in that place where that where his light has now penetrated and his light has now come. That light will remain. As a matter of fact, it has. I want you to imagine this. Because 
this effect doesn't go to just the place of your heart. This, this, this place where his light penetrates into the depth of your heart, it makes a switch in your DNA flip from one thing to another. And in the switching of the, that, that, that DNA, if you will, the epigenetics and the epigenetic tag of the DNA, not the DNA itself, but the epigenetic tag of the DNA will make that flip. And in that flip, from that point on, no one, no one in your family, no one in the legacy will have to deal with that ever again. Why? Because you chose to break through that place, to open up and to allow the light of the Father to penetrate you. And that will that will be true from generation to generation to generation to generation. Now I know that opens up a whole nother set of questions and a whole nother place, but that's okay. The Father, I Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal to him the depth of what I'm speaking about here. But in this activation, Father, I want them to know the the what you what I heard you tell me to to express here was the place that it changes things, not only just in you and in, in your generation, me and in my generation, but from every successive generation after mm -hmm. me, this has changed in the light of you, Father. The righteousness of our Father from generation to generation to generation to upon thousands upon generation. Mm -hmm. Allow Holy Spirit just to begin to walk you through the rest of this. Again, I can only lead you so far even in this activation. Holy Spirit is the great teacher. Holy Spirit is the one that, that really teaches you far beyond what I could. I've, I've helped to open up, Michelle and I have helped to open up a door and open up a place of you being able to see something. And, and actually not even really opening up a door, just pointing to you where the door is. It's your responsibility to open up the door. It's your, your responsibility to, to tear that veil and to pull back that curtain and to walk through into that place and allow that father, allow the father to change that inside of you. And Holy Spirit will walk you from this point forward in, in the, the depth of what he wants to show you, the treasure that he wants to show you the treasure that you found on the other side of that curtain. Mm -hmm. Remember our father wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And that treasure is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So Holy spirit, I thank you that you're walking every one of these listeners that are hearing this today. You're walking them through that place. The native father, that personal private path that where it's only just you and them on that path. Matter of fact, there's not even any signposts on this native, this this personal private path that that the two that each one of the listeners are walking through. Is Father they walk together with you, but on that place, there's the realization of the fullness of the treasures that that they have already hidden on the inside of them. Your treasure that you placed in them from before the foundation of the earth, Father, but is now being revealed. That treasure that when we come together as echad, as one, then that scripture starts to make sense that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Why? 
because each one of us begins to see the treasure that's inside of us. And we share that treasure with one another. Yes, it's from him giving it to us, but we're sharing it because each one of us are being able to reveal the treasure that's hidden inside of us. And then every joint supplies. Mm -hmm. So we're coming together as a God, Father. We're coming together as one in you. And we recognize you in each other. We recognize us in each other. Father, just like John 17 said, Father, that they may be one, just as you and I are one, us in them and them in us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. From all those wonderful heartfelt words, I was perceiving us and we were walking in a large place, mm -hmm. a very large place, but on a gravel road. It was very real. <laughs> and I saw the people listening, including myself, and I saw each one of us. And today, Holy Spirit, through both of you, I, I, I saw like the rabbi and the rabbi came. What's the, the, the little word things that they put on their heads, you know, the little blocks. Yeah. Oh no, the tef tefillin. The tef okay. But I saw an extra block, almost like a graduation. So we got upgraded today and moved. And from what might feel like a dry place, what it did, our upgrade today actually put us on this path together to walk Amen. together Amen. good yes. stuff yay yay, yay. so <laughs> father we just give you praise and, yes. and thank you so much for this wonderful wonderful time together and and listeners i just encourage you to go down to the description um link on find more about uh, daniel and michelle and just be blessed by their ministry and i encourage you just to remain in this place where this door is open for us and just continue to encounter the treasure that god has revealed to each one of us today i bless you i'm so honored thank you so much for joining us today yay <laughs> and mm -hmm. listeners we will talk again next week you have a wonderful day bye now <laughs>